0: Welcome to the Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, and I am going to be joined by my companion, my companion, professional better Simon Hunter. I've also decided this week, Simon, I think you'll appreciate this when I bring you on. We need a vomitorium Hall of Fame, because there's so much about betting that is disgusting. We put ourselves in a position where because we have decided, and this is a theme over the course of the year, like we had gotten away from our principles, we had gotten away from who we are, we were making emotional decisions, we were making decisions like by outsmarting ourselves sometimes, and by we, I mean me, but we decided we were going to make the right choices, and like when we saw big numbers, we knew we're wrong no matter how gross the other side was, we were going to do it, and we did that this week. We bet the Washington football team. Talked about betting the Jets, we'll get to that. We bet the Eagles, all right? These are the teams, these are teams like getting to the Vomitorium Hall of Fame that are so disgusting and cost betters who are right in ways that are full on puke-inducing. And Simon, you'd think that the Jets, who we had discussed on Sunday morning and we'll get to our text chain decision-making, uh, I had them on the money line, I had them against the spread had him on the money line and I had him as a money line parlay with the Washington football team. Naturally you'd think they would be the first team inducted, but no, we're going to give it Simon to the Philadelphia Eagles. They are the first members of the vomitorium hall of fame because they are so fucking gross. Carson Wentz is gross. He gets benched. They roar back to cover the game. They are covering the game. It was an eight-and-a-half-point spread. It was 23-17. They have a drop pass on a third and 10 in Packers territory. They don't convert. Then, then they give up a 77-yard touchdown run.
1: Uh, hey, Chad.
0: I'm sick. I'm sick. <laughs>
1: uh, it's – it's, uh... More
0: sick is that we had them in the contest, and they were 100% – the right side.
1: Yeah. Down six. He had the ball and through that pass for first down, he drops it. And then I think either threw an interception or I don't know if they punted or what, like you yeah. just said,
0: no, it was the next, the next series they were driving and he threw an interception.
1: Tr- trying to run the clock out. And we've seen Q uh, running backs time and time again, just fall down and bounce. But Aaron Jones is playing for a new contract. He needs those touchdowns. He needs these numbers. So he wasn't going down. He busted off a seven yard run and just cut us down right there. So that that back door, that was a fun ride. But like, like we always say, Chad, we try not to dwell in the past year. The Eagles are terrible, and you're not going to let me take them this week. But I get once again, I'm going to love the Eagles this week.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to have to, and like, if we're sticking by our principles, you know, I got a lot of feedback this week, and I appreciate I appreciate getting more DMs from our listeners because I think people knew I was sad that you were getting all the DMs, and here I am, you know just the guy and I wasn't getting any DMs. Um and the Eagles were sick. It was gross. It was disgusting. It did make me want to puke. Like to get back in and cover that game and then to give it away on a drop pass and then that that Aaron Jones seventy seven yard touchdown run. Like where he just like zigged and zagged and <sighs> had a couple shots to tackle him and you just missed him and it was just alas Simon we all know the right side is the winning side, so we did not get credit for the game. We so not get credit
1: for it. We, we didn't, but a 3-2 and two week, we we're always happy with a 3-2 and two week. And as our fans know, on this very show just last week, we both talked about how much we love the Washington football team money line. So I don't know what other people got it at. As. as soon as I got off the show, I got it at like three ninety. And then 350, and then by kickoff it was down to 240. So it's still a great value, but we're just so sharp, Chad. I don't know why you parlayed it with the Jets when they're trying to tank. But most of us parlayed it with the Browns, or I had a parlayed with the Eagles. I had a parlayed with the 49ers. Those didn't come through, but the Browns and the Washington money line parlay that's going to cover me for the next like three weeks. So it's it's tough you I, went with the I'm, Jets, but I'm I'm telling you,
0: and this is not I, I don't say this uh, with any lack of seriousness. I'm pained by sort of my decision-making on Sunday mornings right now. And I know what all the right decisions are on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I'm getting to Sunday. And, and this week was better. I made better decisions based on what I truly believe is a better. But I'm still like, not like the Washington money line. I just didn't bet it. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. We talked about it. I loved it. <laughs> and I just sort of, I, for, I think I, I got so sort of caught up in the Jets. I'm like, oh, my God, the Jets are totally going to win this game. It's like I had a vision of the Jets winning this game. Even when they were down, you know, what was it, 24-14? I'm like,
2: they're going to yeah. win this
0: game. I, I had no doubts. I had no doubts until Derek Carr had the ball with 35 seconds left. And then I'm like, oh, this is when they're going to lose the game.
1: because Because lucky for you, Chad, you're not sick in the head. You need to be sick in the head to bet Washington on Tuesday. Like, when we just when we were talking about it, it felt filthy. But yeah. it was just a pure situation. We, we even broke it down where they're coming off extended rest, Washington playing a team that just played a divisional game on a short week, and that they're undefeated. So, what do we know? Teams just don't go undefeated, so they were due for a loss. So, yeah, it, I, I felt gross betting it. But, obviously, once the game started, I think they were down 14 nothing. I was just like, all right, ripping up that ticket. But it worked out, man. That was – I think it was some crazy stat. They were 78-1 and Pittsburgh at home if they're leading by 14. And, man, Washington. COVID. COVID 2020. Shocking all these records.
0: Alex, as we've said in the podcast, and and Matt Mitchell, we might need, like, a drop for this. Alex Smith, professional football quarterback.
2: (laughs) Melvin
1: has pulled off one of the biggest upsets in history. Yeah, what a weekend for Chad! You, your boy Colt McCoy gets a win. I mean, look at that money line. If you would have done that,
2: Colt oh McCoy and Alex
1: Smith money line, that would have paid.
2: My uh, guys, I bet,
1: I bet the Giants. Unfortunately, I had the Seahawks in a couple teasers, um, so I didn't touch the Giants money line. But wow, man, that defense! That was that was seriously one of the best games of the day. I know people weren't watching it because it was so ugly. by the under for a decent amount of money, man. That Seahawks game. And I was locked in. I was like, wow, this this is going to happen. They could not move the ball against that team. So pretty, pretty shocking that the Giants went up to Seattle and just won outright.
0: So you're right. We did go three and two. We went three and two. And normally I do like to come in the pod and rail against you for not listening to me. But in truth, I do have to give you credit from Sunday morning. uh, I do have to give you credit for flipping us from Tennessee to Cleveland. Uh, That was a great call. And you had us put in the Pats, which was an amazing call. We all thought that game would be about in-game coaching. Turns out it was just about like pre-game preparation, right? That was, that was a master class and a dunce class in pre-game preparation. Um, so because of that, because you'd made those two fine decisions, I'm okay that you ignored me on the Colts uh, and tried – tried to get me to – it came down – you said it's down to Houston in New England. Mm. And I'm, I'm not betting Houston, so we had to go with New England. <laughs> but, like, i am decided I'm okay with that. Because while it was the right side, it ended up being the right side, it was yucky, and it was a lucky right side.
1: Yeah, that was a, that, I mean, that was heartbreaking. The foot, they kept showing um, Watson on the bench with, like, a towel on his head after the game. And it's just like God, man. I I wish so bad. I know you do too. With obviously, Chicago drafting him. but anyone but Houston, because that loss is on him. He fumbled at the two yard line at the end of the game. Like he should have won it. But you just you see how much that guy cares and like how much yeah. he puts into it, and he just has nothing around him. It's just uh, they've they've failed Watson in so many ways. But yeah, it was it was a. Uh, it was a tough day because we started – we should have started 3-0 like you texted me. We should have went with the Jets. We should have went with the Colts. And we would have just been sitting on the gravy train heading into this one day. And sadly, I didn't listen to you, but luckily we still went 3-2, and still in the top 40 in the competition with three weeks to go. We still have a bye week to take. and A lot of guys haven't used um, – I mean, they have used their bye weeks, which doesn't sound like that's good for us, but it actually is because – like we talked last time, we took our bye week we moved up 30 spots. So we can take a bye week and these upcoming weeks and all these guys have horrible weeks. Who knows, man? We can make it in the top 10 again.
0: We can get back there. Uh, here's what I love is you know me so well. Uh, on Sunday morning, on Sunday afternoon, when we're doing our regular sort of mid-afternoon text chain, uh, you texted me, how happy were you? when when Watson fumbled on the one because then you knew I could lord it over you that I had the Colts and I responded fucking thrilled
1: yeah (laughs) that was uh one of many bad beats for the weekend I mean we talk all the time that's that's just the right side is the winning side it doesn't matter all the data you put in it doesn't matter if they should have drove the field and scored a touchdown there one by one The right side's a winning side. He fumbled. The Colts, you're 100% right, man. That was the right side.
0: All right. Well, listen. uh, We're in this together, brother. As I I told you on Sunday, (laughs) you are my companion. (laughs) Uh, And a reminder to everybody else. Reminder to everybody else. uh, Simon Hunter is a professional bettor, and he's been joining the pod every week. And together, we have entered the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship. We're entering our five best picks every week to try to win $1 million. Uh, Also, this week, we are bringing back the cash-fueled Phrase That Pays contest from now through the end of the season. Only a few weeks left. We are giving a lucky listener $100 for every game we win each week, and we are giving an equal amount to the charity of the winner's choice. Last week's winner won $400. We also gave $400 to make a wish. Uh, To be eligible, go review the podcast. Using the phrase, Simon says, be my companion.
2: All right, now be my companion.
0: And if we like it and randomly choose it, meaning Matt Mitchell will randomly choose it, you will win the money. Everything we're discussing today. You want to see our record? You want to see our picks? Go to the Action Network app. It's free. It's award-winning. Download it. It's awesome. You can see that we went three and two this week. You can see that on the year, including the one week that we uh, submitted picks, even though we had a buy, we are 37 and 28 on the year for a winning percentage of 57%. If we only included Simon, in the weeks that we entered the contest, we'd be at 60%, which is ridiculous.
1: It is. And we also, we give out stuff on Twitter. Chad does the show Sunday mornings. He posts on Twitter that gives out winners. I give out picks. Some weeks I'll give out round robins. Like this week I just did totals that went, um, I think I went six and hour five and no on totals. I posted at Twitter. So Yeah, man. It was a, it was a profitable weekend for the guys.
0: Lots of ways to follow us and win. We got the big balls better the week. We got the hornet's nest. You are still alive in survivor,
1: dude. Dude. So we we had to do two this week. Um, I don't know if a lot of people do it this way, but this pro, when I do it, it's, it's hardcore, man. And like, these dudes are assholes. A lot of these guys they are older and they don't want to split the pot. So like, say there's five of us left and we could all split it right now for like seven, eight grand each. They're grumpy. They're just like, nah, I'm going to win. Keep it going. So we had the Vikings and the Raiders as our two teams and they both back like last minute won those games and all these guys got knocked out on Seattle and Pittsburgh. So It's good, man. We're down to like five or six guys now. And it's, it's, once again, we got to pick two guys this week, the teams we haven't used. So it's getting tough here in these final weeks.
0: Well, listen, let's go through some games and we'll talk about your survivor pick. The one thing I do want to do is I want to talk a little bit for a minute about the Cowboys and the Ravens. We didn't talk about it last week. People asked me about it. I apologize. There just wasn't a lineup when we recorded the podcast. Uh, And so I didn't have it. The line came up later that day, at least. As far as I could tell, Um, there wasn't a lineup. I didn't see it in Action Network. So they are playing tonight. So people who listen to the podcast, you know, in the in the hours between when it's loaded and when this game happens. uh, Baltimore is an eight point favorite. uh, Eight o'clock tonight on Fox. Do you have a take on this game?
1: Yeah, I tweeted out that I was betting all of the NFC East teams this weekend. It should be a fun weekend. Oh, right now, nice. it's it's 2-1, and one, feeling pretty good. With the Cowboys here, it's just situational play. It's a big number against a team that they got guys coming off COVID list. They aren't on a short week. I know how bad the Ravens need this game, but the Cowboys haven't played for like 12 days. So, maybe they'll come out sluggish and the Ravens, they'll come out quick and they'll get an early lead. But I just like this. Same reason as Pittsburgh not winning their game. It's just second half, you saw how they wore down. It's such a short turnaround late in the season. That's a huge number. And some books have it up to nine and a half now with the Cowboys. So if it's this big, I get it. The sharp side or the public must be coming in heavy on the Ravens. But I have to play the Cowboys here. It's just such a good situation where you have to play this number.
0: I want everyone to know that my drink of choice today is a uh, matcha tea. I'm a huge fan of matcha. I buy the cans of powder, I whisk it up, put it in the water. But this time, my wife, who makes fun of me for everything I eat and drink, she feels it's all a little too precious, and my kids call me a bird. Um, she bought these matcha tea bags. She's an architect, and one of her clients is a health nut, and like convinced her about all these things that she should be eating and drinking. And so she bought these matcha tea bags. And I'm like, oh my god, you got these tea bags? She's like, yeah. It turns out it's amazing for you. I'm like. I've literally been saying this for like five years. Chad Millman got something right.
1: Well, I got an idea, Chad. I'm going to mail you some bird milk and get you jacked. Because you're pretty skinny, man. I really think you could use some bird milk. I don't even know what bird milk is. Yeah, I know. It's a generational thing. Bird up. Oh, see I,
0: You just called me skinny and you called me old in like
1: the one same joke.
0: sentence. Yeah. In one joke. <laughs> All right. Thursday night. Our favorite football team, the New England Patriots. Oh my God, this is a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer. They are five-point underdogs on the road at the Rams. We know they stayed in LA this week because they played at SoFi on Saturday, or Sunday. So we know they're in LA. So we know they're getting in quality practice time. This is very interesting to me. Very interesting to me. This game opened six and a half. It's now five. Our data is showing... 61% 61% of the bets on the Patriots, 66% of the money on the Rams, yet the line has moved down. So it's not – it's a line that's moving in the direction of the bets, not the money, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, it, it's its true that, like, norm, in a normal situation, I would, um, I would take the Rams here because it's a short week and it's a Thursday night. But the Patriots' blowout, that wasn't all about – like we were just saying, it wasn't just the coaching that the special teams performance by the Chargers in the history of the char- of the football is graded out as one of the worst special teams performances ever that's ever been since they've kept data. So not too scared that the New England just blew a team out. Now they're playing the Rams, and we've seen Bill Belichick; he knows how to stop the Rams. We've seen it time and time again: Miami, Florida, running the same defensive scheme as the Patriots shut the Rams down. So. Like the number, I like that it's so big. It's going to be the public side, the Patriots eventually, because how do you not take this after the win they've just had? But I'm with you, man. I'm cool with taking the Patriots here.
0: It is going to be a public side, it's going to be a massive public side. I don't know that we put it in the contest. And one thing I should point uh, out, and people were asking me about this on Sunday on Twitter, like the contest lines lock sometime Thursday. And so when people ask us what are the numbers we're putting in, and we tell people on Sunday, We can make our decision on Sunday, but it's got to be based on the lines that locked on Thursday. So that's why that happens. I'm going to feel bad if like the line opened at six and a half. And by the time the line locks, it's at four and a half, then I'm not going to want it.
1: Yeah. And I tell people too, with our contest picks, just tease them. If you're like that obsessed with the number we got and you don't feel comfortable taking the number as is just tease it. Most of the times we lose, we lose by half a point or a point. So I don't know. It, it, we do get the best of numbers, but most of the time this year, it has, hasn't even mattered. It's actually gotten us in trouble. So I would say don't worry too much about the number we got. If you're that scared, just tease it. But normally, whatever number we take, whatever number closes at, we still cover that closing number. So don't get too upset about it, people.
0: Yeah, you're right, by the way. Like, we have so outsmarted ourselves Uh On the numbers, so many times this year. It's By by the way, it's why we didn't take the Cardinals this weekend, and thank God we didn't, but we didn't like it because it moved from three to two and a half, and it just hasn't come into play. All right, let's get on to the early games for Sunday. The Texans are visiting the Bears. They are one-point favorites right now. This is a trash Bears team. It's a trash Bears team. It's a trash organization. I say that with 100% bias. Shield your eyes. This team is officially trash. Ryan Pace should probably be fired. Matt Nagy should probably be fired. Mitch Trubisky should be let go. They kind of got to blow th- the whole thing up and start over uh, because it's just, it's going nowhere. The play calling was terrible. Um, when, the, when the Bears were, down 30 to, were up 30 to 20 against the Lions, I said to my kid, like, this is exactly where Matthew Stafford wants him. The Lions are going to win this game. My other fear was that Trubisky was going to play so well, the Bears decided, oh, my God, he's as good as Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Let's just re-sign him. So um, I'm taking the Texans here at minus one.
1: Bears fans be a little happier. At least you don't have Carson Wentz locked up for the next four years at like that is million a year. That
0: is, By the way, another reason why the Eagles are the initial uh, entrant into the Vomitorium Hall of Fame.
1: That is gross. Oh, it's awful. I mean, and especially the tweets going out right now, like Eagles fans were so bitter. Like, the fact that we passed on DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson for – and we have wide receivers that are just terrible. Like, Alshon Jeffrey, he's been back for four games now. We're paying him $12 million a year this year. He has three catches and, like, ten drops. Like, it's just yeah. all falling apart. But, yeah, to this game with the Bears, I'll take the Bears again. I, I know it's awful. I might be the last guy doing it, but home dog – how do you not take the Bears defense against the Texans? The Texans don't have anyone on defense. At least the Bears, we know they have some players on defense, so they'll be able to get stopped. So I'll just take the better defense. I'll take the Bears here.
0: I don't even know if we're going to put our picks in this week because we do have to choose a bye one of the next two weeks. It's hard, it's hard years. to say on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. In a, right, exactly. In a million years, I cannot take the Bears in this spot.
1: That's why you take okay. the Bears, people. You heard that from a Bears fan. That's why yeah, you take the exactly. Bears this week.
0: Fade the emotion. Do not get wrapped up in the emotion.
1: We should have known Josh Allen was going to have the game of his life. As soon as Matt Mitchell is just like, they haven't won on a Monday night in 22 years. It's like, damn it. Why did I fall into that trap? I should have known all the bills fans are off of it. Uh, we should have known. We should have known Josh Allen, man.
0: Matt Mitchell is the newest action network video star. He did a video about uh, how much he hates Cliff Kingsbury after we did the podcast. And it got like, 45,000 views. And then he was part of a video yesterday that Darren Ravel and he did for our points bet fade Ravel partnership in which they each had to eat dog food because the Cleveland Browns scored more than 24 points. And that video has got like a hundred thousand uh, views. Already. Uh, it was amazing. I mean,
1: the the fact that Darren, we love Darren, but he is so soft. He, he put like a little spoon in his mouth and immediately sped it out. Matt Mitchell went bare hand, put his hand into the can, scooped out the dog food. And literally put it on his tongue and ate it. So, I Darren, you guys let him slide
2: on that one. Matt Mitchell is one that really took the punishment that this week. Hey, Simon, thanks. I did end up eating a pretty good amount of dog food yesterday. Uh, and it's re- just totally, totally disgusting. Uh, and if anybody wants to hear my two-minute rant on how much I despise Cliff Kingsbury, the dog food of late season coaches, uh, I will attach it to the end of this episode. So enjoy. All right. Vikings
0: are at the Bucks. Vikings are six and a half point dogs here. This is a really interesting game.
1: We love Minnesota the Vikings, here, don't we? So sneaky. What's that? Don't we love Minnesota here?
0: We love Minnesota. That's what I mean.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, maybe it's going to bite us, but Minnesota is a dog playing in a competitive 1 p.m. game. Um, we know the Buccaneers haven't been right since uh, the D-lines had a couple injuries against the run. And just the way this schemes it out, Minnesota can beat you with the deep ball. Tampa Bay is one of the worst deep ball teams in the league. They get beat on big plays. So, right there, we got a, a team that likes to run it and a team that likes to take deep shots. Playing against a team that's their two weaknesses. So, we'll take these big points with the Minnesota, and, and uh, as long as it doesn't go below four and a half, four, I'm happy to take Minnesota in the competition.
0: So, for the record, the line right now uh, is six and a half. Like I said. The bets are coming in on Minnesota. The money's coming in on the Bucks, 64%. So, Simon, you are going against your professional brethren right here.
1: Yeah, stepping into a trap with the public here. But it, it, it does feel like it's too hot. And if this number was down a little bit, yeah, I'd, I'd be on the Buccaneers. But at this big of a number, I, I can't lay that many points to the Buccaneers.
0: I agree with you, by the way. Like, I, I've, I've loved this Vikings team all year. You, did, you have to. We both got on them, I think, to win the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, that's dead. Yeah, that's dead. Well, you know what, though? It's kind of not because they might make the playoffs. And if you look at the NFC, I think anyone who gets in has a shot. You know what I mean? It's true. Like The, I, I, the Saints aren't so dominant. The Packers right. aren't so, like, it's not like you can't figure out the Packers.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely different than last year with the 49ers and the Chiefs especially this time of the year we all kind of knew the writing was on the wall these were the two best teams in football where all these teams have holes even the Chiefs have holes I mean they they play some of these teams they play against you see how a little three and out here you keep Mahomes off the field they can't get a rhythm the Chiefs can be beaten and the same with the NFC who feels great about the Green Bay I, I know it'd be great if they got the one seed but Just in like that Eagles game, they're just one of these teams. They don't, they don't, they're not like great teams. Just shut teams down. They don't give them any type of will to come back in the games. We've seen it time and time again with Green Bay. They like the Jaguars came back on them. They're just not a great team. They're a very good team, but they're not great. So I'm with you that the Vikings make it. Anything can happen, especially the fact that they played Green Bay twice this year. You love when you're getting a dog. In the playoffs, that's played the same team twice. So, yes. I'm, I'm, I still believe in Minnesota. I'm with you. All
0: right, you see how I? You know what I did there? Put I reversed. The I, I turned you back around. Titans. Titans are seven and a half point favorites on the road at the Jags. All the money, all the bets coming in on the Titans. Uh, look, the Jags, for better or for worse, they've been covering. Like COVID. they have made it very uncomfortable for people the past couple of weeks, so having a hard time like truly understanding I mean I don't want to bet this game, I want to skip it, but I, I I don't know why the money's all coming in on the Titans right now.
1: I think they're just thinking that the Titans just got embarrassed and blown out at home now going on the road, playing a divisional game against a team that are far superior then, but like you just said, the Jags keep covering and I tried to go against it last week with Minnesota, and it did not work. The Jags were in that game the entire time. And, yeah, things have bounced their way. They literally had an interception bounce out of the guy's hands into the end zone to their own guy for a touchdown. Like, the Jags are just running hot. So, I can see why the public's coming on the Titans, but if it's seven and a half, I have to take the Jaguars. And I'm not going to feel great about it, but I'll take them. But we'll definitely not have this in the competition.
0: Oh, God, no. Oh, goodness, no. (laughs) Cowboys on the road, three-point favorites against the Bengals. Bets and money coming in on the Bengals right now. I mean, obviously, we can't make a decision on this game until the Cowboys play tonight. But let's say the Cowboys come out of this and, you know, you said you're betting the Cowboys. Let's say they show well against the Ravens. Three-point favorites on the road just so people can get some kind of inkling of what you're thinking here
1: I hate to do it because I I hate the Cowboys but this, this line should be four four and a half the the Bengals they got they got their cover we talked about against the Giants that was everything went right they backdoored it they got that number how do you not take the Cowboys in Andy Dalton revenge game too he's coming back to Cincinnati it's I just don't see how Cincy can score um I know Dallas has a bad defense, but man, it, that's that's interesting. You said the public's coming in on Cincy. I thought they were for sure coming on Dallas on the short number, but I'll I'll take usually I'll take a home dog here, but I'll take the minus three that's sitting at right now.
0: I have to go back to my principles here, and if I've got a <laughs> dog of more than three points against a team that's been inconsistent, there's just no way I'm doing it. And a coach who I don't think is very good, there's yeah. no way I'm taking the Cowboys. Come on, that, look at me, Simon. Look at me.
1: At some point, you would expect Millman will show some signs of nerves.
0: He hasn't done any of that so far tonight. You know I'm right.
1: You know I'm it right. Feels like, it feels like that's you're right. wrong. It's the public play, though. The public play sense. Doesn't that scare you? I guess that's true.
0: It's rare that the public play is also the home dog.
1: That's just because that's how bad Dallas is, though. That's, why that's, that's a fair bet.
0: All right. So you might be on the right side here. Hopefully. All right. Cardinals. Oh, God. Oh, Cardinals, two and a half point favorites on the road against the Giants. And like Matt Mitchell hates Cliff Kingsbury. The Giants' D looks amazing. Daniel Jones is going to be back. Is that accurate? Do we know?
1: I, I think we're starting to realize who even cares at this point because if we're, if we're betting on the Giants, we're simply betting the defense. And I should have known better. I should have listened to people. They were saying that Kyler wasn't right. He's still hurt. And once again, in that game, he was awful was not running the ball, couldn't make completions. Uh, I hate I hate to take the Giants here because I know it's going to be such a public side, but we have to take them. They're, they're, the defense matched up so well against the Cardinals, and I don't feel great about it, the fact that they just had this huge win up in Seattle. Now they're coming home playing against a team that just got blown out at home, but can't take the Cardinals. Until I find out what the deal is with Kyler, I, I can't put money on them again.
0: Well, I agree with you. Like, to me, the side you take here is the Giants, uh, not the Cardinals in any way. And I know maybe that's a little, that might be overreactive uh, and sort of we're going against the buy low, sell high principles here, but we're still getting a home team with a really good defense, a really good defense. And they've been a good defense all year, uh, getting the points. Like that, that's sort of, you know, if we're talking about our principles, that to me outweighs... A buy low, sell high. Yep. Same page. Thinking like a wise guy. <laughs> Broncos on the road at the Panthers. Three and a half point underdogs against Teddy Covers.
1: <sighs> I got to take the Broncos, but I hate it. But
0: Dude, we are so going to put in a fucking buy this week. We don't like uh, any single game. Uh, Every game. <laughs> ugh.
1: I know, because it's one of those I, I already can see what's going to happen, but Panthers, I don't know. It's I like them better as a dog, and I would like it better if they were at 2.5 or 3. The fact that it's 3.5, I know the books are trying to suck me in here and get me to take the Broncos, and it's going to work. It's just – I can see this being a field goal game. Both these teams have glaring weaknesses and glaring, and big strengths, but the Panthers, I just – I don't know. This team, they're very – Inconsistent, Like we saw in the Vikings game, they had two defensive touchdowns and they still let the Vikings come back and win that game. So I know they're coming off a bye week and the Broncos just had the game of the year against the chiefs, but I had to take the Broncos. They're just, that's a bit, that's a big number for a Carolina team. That's just not that good. Here's
0: what you basically just said. You like the Panthers more. If uh, I think you said the game was on the road and they were two and a half point underdogs. That's basically what you said. So you'd essentially like it if the line were five and a half points different.
1: No, oh, cool. I, I, I would like it better if they're fav- like only two and a half favorite or three. I'd feel more oh. comfortable taking them. But okay. the fact that the hook's there, just if it, I know they're sucking me in with the hook, but it just feels like the Broncos are going to be the safer side.
0: That's an interesting choice. Like most people, and you're right, like this is a very public side right now. Most people would be like, give me the team off the bar with a quarterback who always covers against a team that we we just want to sell high.
1: Yeah, we all know the Broncos are just absolutely terrible. And Drew Locke isn't good, but it's. Well, that's, you
0: know what's interesting, though? Like, I thought the stats that they had on Sunday night for Drew Locke about the amount that he throws downfield, he's not accurate and he makes bad decisions, but he also is being put in a position where he's throwing the ball so much further than anybody else. Like, I do think that obviously has an impact. And Maybe if he gets a better offensive coordinator, maybe if they get better strategy, then next year he improves a little bit because he's not being forced to throw the ball so far downfield.
1: He's not. He's just dumb. He has checkdowns. He doesn't hit the checkdowns. Like I watched plenty of film on the Broncos. There's so many times he has, he has Phil Lindsay, who anytime he touches the ball, he could break off a 15-20 yard catch, and said he's going to take a deep shot to Noah Fain in double coverage. It's it's more about Drew is just not. He's he's still a one read quarterback. He locks in on guys. So. I'm with you. I mean, the the weapons they have there, like Jerry, Judy, some are saying he's the best route runner in the league, and he's a rookie. Um, Noah Fant, one of the best tight ends in the league, so I, I like I like all the weapons around him, and this was a big year for Drew. He has not lived up to expectations, so uh, a couple weeks here, he could flip the narrative on him, so I, I like that it's three and a half. I'll take that number.
0: Simon, uh, this is the last game in the early slate. The Chiefs, the Dolphins. We have not walked into the hornet's nest. We have not made our big balls better the week.
1: This is 100% the hornet's nest game this week. We're, we're, we're walking, to horn- walking into hornets and taking the dolphins here, but we have to take them. We're walking into the hornet's nest. I'm
2: walking to a fucking hornet's
1: nest, all right? Now be my companion. The last week I was enraged when I saw Tua was going to start because I had a decent amount of money on Miami. I had them in our competition for us too, and I switched them out because I'm an idiot for the Eagles. Yep. Tua is not good. Uh, he, he makes so many mistakes that he's a rookie. I can't fault him. Like, people want him to come out and be like Herbert. We saw Herbert happen last week. He had a rookie week where you just have a complete meltdown. That's always going to be the scary part of playing Miami. But this is such a great play here where the Chiefs just played a really tough divisional game, now traveling across country down to Florida to play the Dolphins. And the Dolphins are catching seven and a half when – It's a little telling where the sportsbook are saying the Dolphins aren't as good as people think they are. And this is a big number for a team that's going to be making the playoffs in the Dolphins, but I'll take it. I might be the public side taking the Dolphins this week, but I'll take it at seven and a half.
0: Well, you're not right now. Like right now, the, the, the money and the bets are coming in on the chiefs, but I agree with you. Like this is too big of a number for a team that other than Tua is basically fundamentally sound and they play the kind of defense I think that can match up pretty well with the chiefs. And so I do want to see, I'm like, I'm excited to see this game. It is a Hornets nest game because you do have to sort of really decide, okay, I'm okay with Tua. And to me, it's about Brian Flores. Like I just think, I think he's going to make the right coaching decisions and put together the kind of game plan, especially defensively, that can give Patrick Mahomes a little bit of trouble. We saw it against the Broncos. We've seen it twice against the Raiders. Like, the Chiefs can be taken out of their rhythm a little bit. And the Dolphins, I think, have the kind of defense that can do that. Also, look, I'm going to like a team that is, you know, a a seven-and-a-half-point home underdog. It's the definition of gross to go with a a seven-and-a-half-point home underdog that is going against the Super Bowl champs. But, like – they're a playoff team. It's not like they're the Dolphins of two years ago. This is I, Two years ago, if this game had been 17 and a half, I would have taken the Dolphins. So now they're a playoff team at seven and a half. I've got to take the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, and like you just said, their defense does exactly what Chiefs do well. So they have a great secondary. Hopefully, the Dolphins, they like to run the ball, and they got healthy guys back now in that offense. So like we were just saying, if they can control this clock – and have a couple three-and-outs for the Chiefs. Love this number, seven and a half.
0: Love it. That is the Hornet's nest. All right. All right. Let's get on to the uh, late games, four o'clock games, four or five games. Colts at the Raiders. You know where I'm going to be on this. I got, like, the Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. As much as I love a short home dog, I don't love a short home dog when it's the Raiders.
1: And I'm not going to make the Eagles or our big balls better of the week, I promise. So, for this week, Las Vegas Raiders, big balls, better of the week. Shut up. <laughs> no one wants to take the Raiders. Everyone knows they should have lost to the Jets. People are going to be coming on the Colts. They're just going to look at the score box and see how well they played and the fact that they won in Houston. Uh, we talked about in text why I didn't want to take the Colts. I didn't like that Philip Rivers turf toe. Chad, I know you've broken every finger on your body, but I don't know if you ever had turf toe. But it's one of those things, every time you step on your big toe and pivot or anything, step into a throw, it's shooting pain up your leg every time. So Rivers, he played terrible last week, and it didn't matter. I mean, his weapons are that good. He just gets it to his guys, and they just do all the work for him. But this week with the Raiders, I love that we're buying low on the Raiders coming into this game. And the fact that, like you just said, they're catching points at home, I'll I'll take the Raiders every time here.
0: Big balls, Better of the week. I can't believe you're doing this to me with the Las Vegas Raiders. I feel like I have faded the Raiders every single week this year, and actually we've done so profitably.
1: How is that possible? They're like a, play, they're a playoff team.
0: Yeah, but like they don't cover. I don't know. I just feel like every week I'm against the Raiders, and I always feel good about it. All right, so our Hornets' nest, we've gone back-to-back. Back. Hornets' nest is going to be Dolphins plus 7.5 against the Chiefs. And then Big Ball's bet of the week is going to be Raiders plus 2.5 against the Colts, which makes this next game Jets visiting Seattle. Oh, this is so sad. Jamal Adams is going to make minced meat, a Christmas pie of Sam Darnold. And it's going to be so upsetting for the Jets. They're 13.5-point dogs because this was their shot. They took their shot. It didn't work. They gave it all up on an unprecedented all-out eight-man blitz that has never happened with this much time left in the game in this scenario. Uh, Stucky and Colin Wilson talked about it on the Action Network podcast earlier this week that they went through the data and there had never been a play call like this where where a defense had sent more than six pass rushers on a play like that where the Jets lost to the Raiders. So kudos to the Jets for finding – an unbelievably ostentatious way to tank that game.
1: It was honestly the right move. Who cares if you guys go in 16? I know I know a lot of Jets fans in my life. They don't care. They just want the end goal, which is a quarterback at the number one pick. So if it's Trevor Lawrence, they're all going to be happy. They, they just, at this point, they don't care. Like, so, yeah, that was embarrassing, but we've all been saying it's going right according to plan for the Jets. They're still on pace to be on 16. So in this game, I usually would take the Jets, and the fact that the Seahawks haven't played well at home without the fans, you've really seen it kind of affect them, but I can't do it. Can't take the Jets after what you just said. They played such a close game. Playing a Seahawks team, I just got embarrassed at home. The Jets' defense is nowhere near the same level as the Giants' defense, so it's scary. It's a backdoor number, but I just i can't see them not covering this game by 14. So it's 13 and a half right now. I had it at 14. I'll, I'll, it's, it's, as long, if it's not 14, I'm going to take the Seahawks. As long as it stays under 14. I'll take the Seahawks.
0: The Jets have been a backdoor team. Remember earlier in the year, we talked about this, like the Jets found ways in garbage time to score points, whether it was ruining a total or ruining the side. So, you know, that's buyer beware.
1: Yeah. And what we really talked about was um, these teams always regress to a mean or they progress to a mean. So, the Jets and the Cowboys, when they start their own six against the spread and the Jags, even the Jags had a bad run of not covering spreads. Now the Jags have covered, I think four weeks in a row. The Jets have covered a bunch of weeks. Um, Cowboys, they still cover here and there. It's just one of those things. Eventually the line biggest catch up to these numbers. So yeah, it, it's a little scary taking a big, big number like this with the Seahawks, but I got to do it.
0: Packers lions Packers seven point favorites. We've talked about it. Like, They're not a dominant team, so do the Packers go on the road in Daryl Bevel's second game as interim head coach? Do they cover as more than a touchdown favorite?
1: Ah, God. Yeah. Like, I liked it better at seven and a half. Um, I hate it, but we have to – like you just said, we have to take the lines in this situation. Divisional game, at home, catching more than a touchdown or a touchdown. We we know how bad the Lions are before people turn us into us. We get it. The Lions are terrible. But situational play. Packers off the back-to-back covers, now playing Detroit. That They just had a huge comeback win. I'm right there with you. I like, like the Lions this week. Either, either we're going to get blown out or we're going to, it feels like, win this game outright. So yeah. I like the Lions this week.
0: Yeah, you got to take the Lions. It's gross, but we do gross things as betters. We We stick by our principles. And sometimes sticking by your principles means doing gross things.
1: Gross gross games give you winners, buddy.
0: What's the good phrasing here?
1: Gross
0: equals most. Gross equals great. Gross games. Oh, I got it. I got it. Gross games equals gross profits.
1: <laughs> no. No profits are gross, man. I, I will take all the ugly money in the world. No,
0: gross profits, like, you know, in a business. Oh, oh. Like, yeah, yeah. I gross like that. profits. Oh, thanks for coming around. Thanks for coming around to my side. <laughs> a little educating going on there. All right, Falcons uh, minus two and a half uh, at the Chargers. What the fuck do you do with the Chargers? Like, th- these are the two teams that, like, this is the vomitorium game of the week.
1: Yeah, it's awful, but <sighs> I have to take the Falcons. It's just. If it's under a field goal, what do we know about the Chargers? They lose close games. So, if the Chargers were getting three and a half at home, I'd love to take it. But I have this number at minus three. So the fact that it's two and a half, I'm going to take Atlanta.
0: Dude, I'm telegraphing here for all of our listeners, but this is a skip week. Like, every single time we're talking about a team, uh, I got to take this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wish I could come in with a fake, like, this is my play of the week. I love it. I love it. I love it. But
0: that's we just did. Me, we man. had a big ball. We had a big balls bet of the week on the Raiders.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I love that one. But you're not going to love all the games we picked, man. That's what being a pro. It's I, I talk about time. I might bet all the games, but I'm going to have three or four games I load up on, or three or four totals I load up on. So I don't feel good about it. But this is this is a good number with Atlanta. So yeah, I have zero confidence, but I'm taking Atlanta.
0: My favorite football team, the Washington football team, with professional quarterback Alex Smith traveling across the country as three point dogs on DraftKings against the 49ers. Probably going to be played in Arizona, I would imagine. Such a good defensive line. They they looked great, but I feel like this is when you got to sell the Washington football team, much as I hate it. It's kind of Yeah, kind of-
1: exactly. And. Not loving this whole situation with 49ers having to play in Arizona. I, I definitely think that affected the last game. The, I mean, Josh Allen played out of his mind. That was all Josh Allen that whole game. But should they should be more comfortable now. It's week two. They've been there. The football team coming off the win of wins. They're all on Twitter, like, putting laugh out loud at the Steelers and being cocky even though they're five and seven. This is a great under game, too. But, yeah. I'm right there with you. 49ers minus three and a half. I just, I, I, could see the defense of the 49ers bouncing back after such a bad week last week.
0: Robert Saleh is playing for his head coaching career to go to the Detroit Lions. He's got to have a good showing this week.
1: See, I, I still can't believe he didn't get a job last year where he was the only guy that even slightly shut down the Chiefs. Remember the Chiefs were losing 14-10 yeah, to yeah. 10 heading into the fourth quarter and then Mahomes just had a magical play on a third down that completely shook that game. I can't believe he didn't get a job offer last year. Like, I know the way the league's going where it's pretty stupid nowadays to hire a defensive coach as your head coach just because it's all offense now. If you have a great offense, it's, it's usually going to overstep a great defensive coach. So I love the guy, and you're exactly right. He, he, he needs a couple wins here to get his name back in the running and be a head coach again.
0: It's going to be interesting. The, the, there's a bunch of state legislators in, in Michigan who sent a letter to the Lions to have him be their head coach. If I'm him, I'm like, oh, why'd you guys do that? Like, what owner is going to go hire someone that politicians are begging them to hire?
1: Especially in a state like Michigan that has not figured out Flint, Michigan's water situation. It feels like they have more pressing issues they should be worrying about than the head coach of the Detroit Lions. I know, right? It's Jesus. True.
0: It's true. Uh, Saints, is this the week Drew Brees comes back? Seven point favorites against the Philadelphia Vomitoriums. Hell dare you. No. Uh, no, 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 no. I no.
1: like no. it. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a classic. No one's going to bet the Eagles. I mean, for their guys, that still have money left from betting on the Eagles. Um, I would love if it was Tyson Hill again because that'd be a fun matchup him versus Hurts if it is Hurts being the starting starting quarterback for the Eagles. But yeah, we'll pass on it because it's too much unknown. We don't know if if Drew Brees is playing. We don't know if Carson Wentz is playing. So I'm not even going to touch this number right now. It's one of these few games I won't bet today after the podcast.
0: By the way, as you were saying, I'm going to be one of the four people that bets the Eagles. Swear to God, this happened Uh, on the Action Network website where I track all the betting percentages and the money percentages. the Saints' bet percentage lit up and increased. Because as you were talking, someone came in and bet the Saints. It might have been Matt Mitchell. He's the only one here in this live, and he might have heard you were betting the Eagles, so he came in on the Saints.
1: <laughs> That's good to hear, though. I like that. I mean, it makes me feel better about the Eagles. If The public's going to keep coming in because no one, like you just said, no one wants to bet the Eagles this week. This is, the, this is why I had to keep betting them. They're just an ugly team that finds a way to cover. And last week didn't work out for me. Hopefully this week it does.
0: The Buffalo Bills are making their second straight appearance in prime time. This time Sunday night, hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're two-point favorites. The Steelers, um, this is a buy low, sell high. Except the Steelers kind of looked like the less than outstanding undefeated team that we all thought they were. And the Bills look good. Like not just, oh my God, they're back good, but – it looked like all cylinders were hitting, to me, against a really, really well-coached team. The
2: Bills make me want to shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout! Come on now. The Bills are making it happen now. Stand up now. Come on and shout.
1: Yeah. yeah, I might be stepping in front of it here with Pittsburgh, but like you just said, I have to take him here. The Josh Allen is – what he's always been. He's inconsistent. He has moments of brilliance. He has games of brilliance. But we haven't seen him put together four or five great games in a row where he's just really good and not turning the ball over. So Pittsburgh, going to be really mad playing against a Buffalo team that just had a huge win on prime time. I love the fact that the public's coming in on Buffalo. Everyone's down in Pittsburgh. Everyone thinks they're frauds because they lost a game. It, they're 11-1. They only can beat the teams put in front of them. Yeah, they have some weaknesses. They can't run the ball. They pass too much. The defense keeps losing guys in important positions, but I don't know. It it just feels like once the public leaves the team, that's when I usually like to get it on. So with the Steelers here, I fade them last week. This week, I'm going to probably come back in on the Steelers.
0: What do you have this game power rated at?
1: I I had it at a pick. So the fact that I moved – Just one point, one and a half point, not that much value. But the public keeps coming in on this. The the noise keeps coming out of Pittsburgh. They have a lot of injuries. So probably go up to plus three. So I would wait on betting this number.
0: I love that you – basically you said everything that was bad. Uh, The Steelers have a horrible run-pass ratio. They keep losing their best players. Their injuries abound. Uh, They're going on the road for whatever that means in 2020.
1: Bills are getting healthier
0: because the pub because the public loves the bills. You got to go in on the steelers,
1: yeah. It's profitable. I like uh, Matt Mitchell asked me why the hell I wasn't. I bet in Denver on Sunday night with that big number, and I simply said I'm a coward and I should have. Hell, you're just a goddamn coward.
2: I won't have sons of bitches who are afraid to fight, stinking up this place of honor. You hear me, you goddamn coward.
1: It's the right side. Whenever the public comes in, really heavy on one side especially these primetime games, it's been working out for you just to fade them. So th- that was my mistake, not taking uh, Denver. So this week, I'm not going to let it happen again. I don't care if Pittsburgh's not good. They don't look good. I'm taking it.
0: All right, the last primetime game of the week, the last game of the week, the Monday night game between the Ravens and the Browns in Cleveland. Uh, public coming in on Cleveland, largely because we haven't seen what Cleveland can do tonight on Tuesday night. So what's your take here? It's pick.
1: Love it. I would love it, would be even better too if the Ravens would just lose this game tonight because then we get crazy value on the Ravens. But Ravens always scheme and match up well with the Browns. The Browns, uh, was it last year? They gave them one of the only two losses they had. They went to, I think it was like week two or three, they went to Baltimore and beat the crap out of them and kind of threw us off the scent that the Ravens were going to be really legit last year. And they just went on a crazy run and pretty much won all their games. Where this year, First game, first week of the year, the Ravens played them, and the Ravens put it to them. And we know the, the Browns have improved, but the Browns are coming off the biggest one of the year for them. They just beat a playoff team on the road, and I, I cannot do it. I cannot put money on the Browns after that kind of win. They, they have to have a letdown game here, so I, I do like the Ravens in this position.
0: Since we've been talking, um, Matt Mitchell slacked me. And let me know that uh, Jalen Hurts has officially been named the starter for the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend.
1: I'm heartbroken. I, I loved Carson. I loved his upside, but, but he's never bounced back from these injuries. If this is it as an Eagles fan, if we trade him in the offseason to the Jets or to Tampa Bay or wherever, I'm sad. But Carson, he's just not – you have to be really mentally tough to be a quarterback here in Philadelphia. People are just super negative in this area. People want Doug and fired, right? This man has taken us to the playoffs three straight years. and won us to Super Bowl. Okay, let's that lets you know what kind of people I'm dealing with here in Philadelphia. Like, they're just cutthroat, man. They just they just want the best every time. So that's sad, but they have to let Hurts play the rest of the year. We're not going to make the playoffs. It looks like this division is either going to be the Giants or Washington. So I, I'm not I'm not uh I'm not going to say it's the end for Carson in Philadelphia, but it kind of feels like if Hurts just wins two games here the next three or four. That's that's it for Carson. So back to that game, I guess I would take the seven and a half now that I do know it hurts because you'll have a full week of practice and he'll be the number one going into the whole week. But I'm with you. We're not putting that in the competition. I'm done putting the Eagles in our competition.
2: Good.
0: By the way, I love how you say – you love how you say, that's the kind of people we're dealing with here. As if you're like – you're some part of like the organization or you're above it all because you're professional better and you're more rational, whatever the case may be. That's what we're dealing with here.
1: Listen, I grew up on WIP like Philly sports talk radio and it's probably been a solid, I mean, it might be the Super Bowl was the last time I listened, listened to the radio just because it's never ending negative Philadelphia fans, man. People, they're just negative people here. So you get what I'm saying. It's a lot to deal with here in Philadelphia.
0: I get it. I get it. Right now, we've got to get to your Survivor pick. But right now, uh, well, actually, let's get to your Survivor pick and then let's, let's run through the games that we've flagged. Another indication of why I think this should be the bye week for us is because I do see, like, so far, only five games that we felt even remotely comfortable enough about yeah. discussing. So I feel like we're, we're finding an answer for ourselves. But let's talk Survivor for a second. If you got to put in two, who are you putting in?
1: So, this is a uh, tough week with a survivor because, like you just said, I have to do two. And it's getting low here. So, the one I've been saving for this week was the Seahawks. So, we got them locked in against the Jets. This next one's tough, man. I got to take a team here that I don't feel good about and no one likes. So, uh, I guess I have to do Titans, man, because they're playing the Jaguars. I just don't know. I just can't see them dropping this game, the Titans. This is like a game they desperately need against a team that's trying to kind of tank. I know the Jags are not really trying to tank. They're trying to win too, but they're just not good. So for my two picks this week, I'm going Seahawks and the Titans.
0: Seahawks and Titans. So here's the roundup, folks. If we put our picks into the contest for DraftKings this week, and again, we need one more bye week. Uh, yeah. We're in second place. Um and then we got to finish out the season. So it's very possible that we choose week 14 is the buy. I will keep everybody updated either way. I will put picks into the app of what we would normally do just so you can keep track of it. Uh, right now we're on the Vikings plus six and a half. Uh, we are on against the box. We are on the giants plus uh, two and a half against the Colts. We're in the dolphins plus seven and a half against the chiefs. We are on the Raiders plus two and a half. Um, who are the Raiders playing? know the Raiders are playing the Colts. Who Raiders playing Colts. Who are the Giants playing again? Giants playing Giants the Cardinals. Giants playing Arizona, yep. Yep, Giants playing the Cardinals. Uh, Raiders two and a half against the Colts. Lions plus seven and a half against the Packers. Our Hornets nest. We are walking into the Hornets nest because we are companions. Foreshadowing the phrase that pays. You and I, Simon, we are companions. Hornets nest, Dolphins plus seven and a half against the Chiefs. Big ball, bet of the week. We're on the Raiders, plus two and a half. Terrible call by Simon, but we'll go with it. And uh, your two survivor teams are going to be the Seahawks and the Titans. Lock it up. Lock it up. It is that time of the week. Who's going to win our three hundy? Three hundy that we are also going to match. Last week, we asked fans to rate and review the podcast Those who did and used the winning phrase in the review were eligible to win up to $500. We had loads and loads of reviews. In a second, we will reveal our winner. But a reminder, we are doing another phrase that pays contest. The winner earns $100 for every win Simon and I have in that week's contest, this week's contest. That's why we are going to put picks in the app regardless. We will match that number with a donation to the winner's favorite charity. Right now, go rate and review the podcast. Using the phrase, Simon says, be my companion. And we will randomly choose the winner to get that cash. Really Matt Mitchell's gonna choose it, which is why you guys all keep shamelessly tagging him in the reviews. Speaking of, the winner of last week's contest, Dr. Wilk 04, Dr. Wilk 04. Dr. Wilk, reach out to Matt Mitchell, at actionnetwork.com for your prize. Here is your review, which I loved. Five stars, insider information. I listen to the show. Here's the best part, Simon. You're going to love this. I listen to the show two to three times a week. I don't even listen to it once a week. It helps me get through work on the assembly line. Parentheses, thanks, guys. So therefore, I'm an insider. I even drink the official drink of insiders, cucumber water. Also eligible, matcha tea. When the time comes to bet, I big balls bet every bet with a teaser or parlay. This is made for a stressful and unsuccessful season. Maybe one day I'll listen when Simon says, bet like an insider. But I love this show, the insight and education that Simon brings to the table. Chad's amazing survivor picks. These guys hit at 57%. Enough said. And shout out to the producer, Matt Mitchell, for allowing me to get a little closer to the black and give back to the community. Hashtag Simon Says Bet Like an Insider. Dr. Wilk, even though I kind of was a loser in this review, I like it. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, I like that. We, you know, we have a doctor working in the assembly line. This is, a, this is truly a great time to be in America.
0: I am wondering if that's like, is it, is it Dr. Wilk? Is his name like David Robert Wilk? And I'm just looking at it like Dr. Wilk. D-R-W-I-L-K-O-4. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love the guy.
0: I love this guy. Yeah. I love that he's listening two or three times a week. He could be the sole reason why our listenership is going up. <laughs> if he can get everybody, what he should do is get everybody on the assembly line listening and they can all listen to it together and they can talk about it. It could be like what they talk about. on the And they can line.
1: buy that assembly line after we give out all these winners.
0: Fuck yeah. Stick it to the <laughs> man.
2: <laughs> hey, and before we sign off here, I am going to attach a two minute rant about Cliff Kingsbury recorded before they kicked off against the Rams on Sunday. Hey guys, I wanna talk to you today about Cliff fucking Kingsbury. Now, uh, I am not an analyst with the Action Network. The Action Network has people who are elite at handicapping games. Uh, That's not me, I'm elite at finding audio clips of Chad Millman and then using those clips out of context, like this.
0: Dad, Dad, I have an erection.
2: Now, one of the reasons I'm so untrustworthy as an analyst is because I let deep-seated personal animosities cloud my judgment, particularly against coaches, particularly Cliff fucking Kingsbury. Uh, I never end seasons betting on Cliff Kingsbury uh, because at the end of a year, things like uh, personnel management and scheme updates, coaching becomes extra important, and Cliff Kingsbury fucking sucks at all of that shit. Um, and how do I know that? Well. Uh, Let's just look at how he's ended. Every season, he's been a goddamn head coach. We'd started in 2013, okay, here we go. 2013, he lost five of his last six. The next year, four of five. The last 15, he lost four of six. Uh, 2016, he lost six of eight um, and including uh, his bowl game, but that really doesn't count because he had a fucking awful quarterback. Oh no, it was Patrick fucking Mahomes was his quarterback and he still lost six of his last eight. 2017, he also lost six of his last eight. 2018, he lost five straight. 2019, he's in the goddamn NFL for some reason, and he lost seven of nine. And then this year, if it weren't for a fucking Hail Mary, he would have lost the last four. So um, I'm sure you're thinking, surely this is all some kind of fucking coincidence. Yeah, here's another coincidence. When you put your genitals in a piano and slam the lid, coincidentally, it'll hurt. So, I'm not telling you, if you like fucking Arizona today, to bet the Rams. I'm just saying, maybe don't bet the game at all. Maybe Arizona, like every Cliff Kingsbury fucking team, is sliding into the fucking abyss to end the season. Or, maybe that was all just a crazy coincidence. So, uh, do whatever the fuck you want. Have a great time. Happy Holidays.
0: All right, this has been The Favorites from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Download the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, love you.